We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trying not to score and everything with about 30, 33s or something. Yeah, I mean, we kind of felt that. We kind of feed off that energy. This place is amazing. Like, I, I really love, I really love Duke and I love the atmosphere I'm in here. Mark Williams, beast mode. Paolo, first half, he had the cramping stuff. Fair enough. Beast mode. Yeah. Oh, you want to do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I did my. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Man. Um. That's a bad game. A bad game. I don't know where to start. Um. You know. Bad game. Bad, bad game. game. Just all around. Just start to finish. Kind of just got beat. Um. You know, self-inflicted wounds. Um, some things Carolina just, I mean, Harrison Ingram got to take a cap. Um, man, where do we start, man? Russ, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, I said on the show that we did, two of the big keys were can we uh, keep them off the offensive glass and can we defend the three-point line? Uh, you know, UNC shoots 38% from three for the game, right? They get something, I tweeted it out, like 16 second chance points, 14, 16, something like this. Um, once you add on top of that, <laughs> the turnovers and the like 19 sec, uh, points off turnovers that they got, I mean, like you can't win on the road like that. You just can't. Uh, there's You will never win on the road like that. So, I mean – I, I know I shouldn't be smiling. Like, I, I'm smiling through the pain, right? It sucks to get your ass kicked. Uh, but Duke, just, like, regardless of the final score, they kind of just got their ass kicked all game. Like, it, I'm trying to think of, like, a component of the game in which Duke was competitive. And then I'm struggling to come up with it. You know, like, we didn't pass the ball at all on offense. Uh strange decisions i think in terms of like offensively what we were trying to accomplish um you know you can you can look at a couple of individual performances and go like okay there's some guys who showed up in some capacities but like for the most part those are that's cherry picking <laughs> like it was just a bad performance uh we have a chance to 
tie for you know the ACC lead. We have a chance to secure uh, the biggest win of the season. We have a chance to do all of these things. And I mean, 50-50 balls, lost them all as you tweeted out, Zion. Uh, we let their stars go. Um, we let them get hot. We let them get confident. And then they just dict- they also dictated the entire game. You know what I mean? Like they were running. Uh, they were uh, feeding Baycott more than they had in the last several games prior. Um, even with even with what I thought was a pretty good defensive performance against R.J. Davis until the last couple of minutes or so. Like, I think he only got to his, like, 15 points with, like, five minutes-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, even with that, <laughs> like, we weren't we weren't in the game, really, uh, from pretty early on. So, you know, pretty frustrating, obviously. A lot of blame to be shared on um, both sides of the ball, everywhere. I don't really think anyone is completely innocent. Um, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy made some big plays. McCain made some big plays. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the concerning part to me was like when Baycott was taken out kind of, kind of early, it seemed like in the first half and flip was still in and we just didn't even attempt to feed him for the first few possessions. And after that, I would, we weren't even losing by that much at the time, but I was just like, what are we doing here? Like, we're just completely catering to their style of play, and it just made no sense. The score indicates that. We don't let up 93 points. North Carolina scores that quite a bit, but it's just like you can't walk into Chapel Hill and expect to play the way North Carolina plays uh, or wants to play. And then the turnovers, obviously, that was a, a big emphasis. Um, pro- everybody's crapping on Proctor tonight in his offensive game. Sure, you can talk about that all you want. He, he did a, a good job on R.J. Davis tonight. That was his one goal, and uh, I'm not going to – go off the ledge with with Proctor um it just it just didn't seem like when we were we've been down 10 in games like this before and you could see that the guys were still like into it and and the intensity was high and it just seemed like that was never the case it was always like you wanted to feel like we were going to make a comeback especially later in the second half and there was just no urgency um and uh not a great game from flip regardless of what the stat line says shooting too many threes when you weren't making them and defensively like i said baycott had his first 20 point game since november i get it he was fed a lot more than he normally is but that was you knew that was gonna be their game plan try to get flip and foul trouble and just go right after him and whether that there was a lack of help or just flip not being able to stay in front of baycott a few times uh just a disappointing effort and game plan all along, but shout out Jeremy Cain. I want four years of him. If we can have guys like him out there all the time, be a different four years, bro. Let's be real, bro. Come on. Let's no, I know. I'm just I, I let a man dream. Um, but he just he play it's just so fun to watch play, even on both ends. He had a double double with rebounds, which is awesome. Um, other than that, like you you just can't if you were gonna tell us that North Carolina was gonna score 93 points at home, they're not gonna lose many of those games, especially to um in this rivalry. So very disappointed. Um, and just hopefully, hopefully you can move on and they can learn from this, but I will see. Yeah. I'll I, I say, I'm not even like, I'm not even really mad about it. Uh, that we just pretty much flat got beat. I mean, I, I kind like of agree. See, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really mad. If that happened in Cameron, then that's a different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and if it happens in Cameron again, then you have reason to like, you know, be out on the ledge like some of these tweets we're seeing all all game. Um, 
But you know, I'm not. I'm not. I kind of. I did see some things I did like, at least from Jeremy McCain. Um, Jeremy Rhodes too. I do think we can increase our volume with McCain at this point because I feel like he's an efficient player, and he can be. He can carry a bigger load than we've given him over the uh, over the season. Um, Flip. Bad game. I, and it, I, I'm not. I'm not like ragging on you, Russ. But like it goes back to that that episode where we're talking about the numbers just don't look like the game. You know what did he finish yeah. with? What, twenty two, man. Did, he finished with twenty two. Yeah. If rebounds were low, regardless, five five That's, rebounds. That, the things that the things that kill me about the flip situation today, in particular. First of all, he's he's seven feet tall, and he got five rebounds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to get more rebounds than that in this game. Like there's, there's no excuse for that. Also, something that he'd been doing really well throughout the season generally is passing the ball. There was no passing from anyone tonight, like at, at all. Uh, how many assists do we end up with? Like five, six? Like I, I can't insane. see the number in front of me, but like, what, okay. I mean, a couple of them must have been late. I mean, because throughout the game. It was ISO. It was nonstop ISO. We played ex- we played directly into their hands. And I just don't understand, to Ryan's point, why when we've got a guy who's seven feet tall, who can pass the ball really well, why we are so hell-bent on getting him the ball at the top of the key uh, on offense. Like, he's done pretty well from, like, even if you put him in, in like, the elbow or at the free throw line, like, get him, get him something closer to the basket well- and and let him work and let the ball whip around to guys who are open. Like, well, well you have to factor in. You have to factor in when you when you speak about him on the top of the key. You have to factor in. He's at the top of the key a lot of the times because we have to put Mark Mitchell in the dunker spot. Because if we put Marcus Mitchell on the perimeter, that's easier for them to sag off, and you know they'll double flip in the post. So that's really part of the yeah. reason why you have to incorporate him at the top of the key. Um, well, you got to throw so, some different looks. It can't be the same thing over and over again. Like, Look. you know what I mean? Like, we were doing some interesting things earlier in the season when we started to figure things out where we were using Mitchell in the pick and roll some. Um, I Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, everything seemed like a classic roll the ball out there. Go, go see what you can do. Set a screen, dribble around it, dribble, 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 dribble get get to the rim <laughs> you know like and, and it definitely did not help that we were clearly just looking to draw fouls for the first like 10 minutes of the game you know but, we but were I, to draw contact and like not and not to score and that was flip and flip has that problem we've seen that throughout the season but it was also everybody like everybody was trying that tactic and it was yeah, not, yeah. Mark, not mark was too um yeah. people are saying uh tyree's factor um yeah, I do think we definitely have to hold Tyrese Proctor accountable because, you know, yes, he was playing great defense over R.J. Davis, but your role is not to be Jalen Brooks. We we still need you as a point guard, a, a facilitator, as someone. The reason why he's playing playing his best basketball the season before tonight was because he was aggressive. Um, he did have early moments of aggression, especially when we put Armando, yeah. Armando yeah. Um, Baycott uh, in ball screens and, and Tyrese was attacking. Um, even though he missed a few, like he got some makeable looks, 
But we kind of he kind of stopped that throughout the game, um, and I don't know if it was a fatigue thing because I mean it was a high paced game, um, but you you can't you can't get two points from Tyrese Proctor. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, we can't, yeah. we can't, we can't. He doesn't have an excuse for that. I don't care how great he plays defensively. No, he and no one's saying that. that. By the way, everybody was so mad that I pointed out that he's playing good defense. I tweeted in my tweet about his defense that he was having a bad offensive game, like. We can we can compartmentalize and say he was good at one thing while also he needs to be much better at another thing. Like that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like let me ask you guys this real quick. What if you had to predict what was Shire and Staff's game plan coming into this game? Like what do you like from from what we saw tonight? Was there anything that you saw that was like, oh, I can see what they're trying to do with this? Because I couldn't see anything. Like the game plan just seemed like after the first five minutes, it just when when that pace got to where it was, it was like, all right, fine, screw it. We're just gonna play with with their pace. It doesn't seem like we tried to get into any sort of rhythm or game plan of our own and play the way we played the last three, four weeks. And that's getting the ball into in, into flip and, and the ball movement and the and the pin downs and all that with getting action with Jeremy McCain. There just was none of that tonight. We, it was just we did run playing. things in the beginning though. I think we ran a lot of good sets in the beginning. Especially in the beginning we, and then when the pace got up like it was, we just No, nah, but I, I mean uh, I feel like I didn't we, mind we, the pace. We had we had a we had a game plan of attacking Baycott and ball screen that we just stopped for some reason. That, that's yeah. what, what But then that's came the back. question. Why did it stop? And why didn't I don't know. why <laughs> in any timeout was it not, hey, here's something that was working. Let's keep doing that until it stops working. <laughs> like yeah. we don't yeah. need to stop the thing that's working on behalf of them, right? We should keep doing it until the wheels fall off. But but um, but it, but I I just didn't even see enough from a standpoint of like okay, clearly we need more size on the floor. And I'm not even saying, oh, Sean Stewart is our savior. Sean Stewart needs to play 30 minutes. But at some point, we probably should have seen a Mark Mitchell flip Sean Stewart lineup just to throw a different look at him, um, especially for them when they – because I, I said this to someone yesterday, and he was like, you know, we usually don't play Harrison Ingram at the three. I was like, we might see Harrison Ingram at the three, because he's matched up against six four, six three guards, and that's, that's a mismatch exactly right. every time. So how about we add some more length defensively? You know, obviously it's going to suffer offensively, but we may get some more stops. And you know, then we'd be relying on our talent to score offensively. But I just thought we should have seen more looks, um, through through more different looks at him at least defensively for sure. Yeah, I think I think we could have done anything like outside of and defensively. What was our strategy? Like we we switched a zone for like two possessions and maybe uh, you know did a little perfunctory like a three quarter court press like once or twice. Like you know I don't like you know Monty just put that quote. I'm assuming that's a uh, John Shire uh, <laughs> quote. Um, I wasn't happy with the way we competed. Like, I, I think the problems are more than merely competition. Like, you know, it's not just, yes, they're a, UNC is a very good team this year. We are at UNC, you know, that like if we had lost and we looked like we were really in it, I think that'd be one thing, right? Like if we lost a, a close game and we played really hard, then we'd go, well, you got to just tip your cap. I mean, you tip your cap anyway, but like when you lose 
this way <laughs> where it didn't it didn't feel all that clay it feels like the final score is closer than the game was would you agree yeah like did it, did it feel it like just, did it feel i think like it felt that way more because because they were on the road the crowd was into it more and the 10 point it hovered around 10 for the majority of the later in the first half and all the way through the second that we never really got close in the second half so it felt like we then and anytime we got momentum they did a great job of stopping it and uh, we just yeah setting up or keeping them into a half court offense i feel like we didn't do a good job of they were even on makes on our end they were they were running uh pretty at a pretty high level it felt like so um yeah it just it seemed like we were always in it but just like too far out to to complete any sort of comeback with the way we were playing i i thought it was interesting that we kind of saw it last game with unc that when rj davis it has to carry the team by himself they're very vulnerable tonight that wasn't the case rj davis was fairly quiet most of the game and yeah we let we let yeah. ingram baycott even cormac ryan made plays Cadeau had his stretch like it was the other guys tonight that killed so I feel like that's the way. If you want to attack yeah. UNC, let RJ let RJ carry the load. <laughs> you know, yeah. fo- focus on limiting the role players, the guys around him, and and that's but where do they're, we, they're. Do we have the personnel to stop everybody? I think we are. We're a team that because we've got our point of attack defender. I feel like I, I understand why they go. Okay, we're going to put Proctor on RJ Davis. And we're going to dare other people to beat us. I, I understand that from a purely like who we have on the roster perspective. Like we we had the issue that multiple people tweeted out, myself included, where, yes, Ingram had a couple of open threes, but he also had several threes, much like in the Blake Hinson game where we were guarding him. But it's Jared McCain. It's Jeremy Roach. They're small. And Hinson is, and Ingram is taller, and he's got a, a larger wingspan. So, like, there was that one in the corner where Jeremy Roach was right in his grill, but like, he just shot over the top of him. You know, yeah, like was a six-two. And and so then, what are you what are you supposed to do about that from a personnel perspective? And somebody got mad at me for pointing it out. They're like, "Well, what are you saying we should do?" I'm not saying we should do anything. It's a it's a problem that they're going to have to figure out creative solutions for because we've now seen multiple times this season. If there's a guy who's like six seven, six eight, six nine, they're gonna do some actions to get Roach, McCain, you know, shorter players on that guy, and then let that guy shoot over the top. They're gonna do it. Like any team with a guy who's who's Mark Mitchell's height who can make threes, they're gonna make sure that Mitchell gets switched off to somebody else, and they're gonna let that guy shoot all day. So like, uh, I I don't know. We have to do something creative though. You have to try something. Like you can't just continue to keep doing the same thing and think, well, it'll cool off eventually, which is kind of what it seemed like the plan was. Um, yeah. I mean, we went, what, seven deep tonight? I don't really know if you count Sean's what, minutes. What uh, what happened to Blake's? No clue. Yeah, he's, he, he hasn't played know. the last couple games. Like, I get it, he, offensive he deficiencies, but there is value to a guy that can just annoy you, be a pest. Yeah. I, Especially in these type of games. He's a tone setter. He's a tone yeah. setter. In a game where we're not fighting, That's a great point. Like I have no doubt that Jalen Blakes would be the first guy on the ball for a, uh, on the ground for a loose ball. He'd probably knock yeah. over a bunch of like players to get there. Like you know, we we need that. <laughs> we need that guy. Um, 
And if Zion, can you pull up the play, full box score quick? Like that. Yeah, that's the thing is, is like you're only going to play. We only played seven guys for meaningful minutes with Stewart coming in for two. I think. Um, I didn't even realize he came in. He did in the first half, but that's the thing, especially at the end there when we're when we're pressing. Like, why not bring in Blake's? What What do you have to lose there? Um, I think the other thing that stings most about this loss is like if you didn't know it before, you know it now, Carolina's a legit team this year. Like that's also what sucks is that they, they have the offensive ability to, to make a deep run in the tournament. And that like also scares me. I, I, that makes it more shitty in my opinion, just because in recent years you haven't had to, like, it's like, Oh, we lost UNC, but like, they're not that, like not too worried about it. Uh, but going, going forward for the game in Cameron, like it, if this goes, if we let them play at that, at that pace, um, Carolina can beat anybody playing at that pace. I, I don't care who you are, but if they come into Cameron and do it, um, then I'll be I'll be much more concerned. But uh, yeah, the, the shortened bench tonight. We've talked about it. We talked about it in the offseason not going after um, a rim protector. I think we've mentioned it a few times on the show. Derek Lively, Derek Lively last year against UNC was like the, a complete difference maker, and he was in a lot of games. We don't have that this year. And I know Russ Flip has been our best defender, is a good defender, but in games like this, it just kind of shows that we are lacking um, that ability or at least somebody to take the pressure off Flip as well. So I think that that was also a miss this offseason, which in a game like this comes back to haunt you. I, I also just like hate that because we had two of the three best defenders in like Coach K's you know, at least paint defenders of like Coach K's regime in the last like two seasons. Well, I guess Lively was later, but like Mark Williams and Derek Lively going back to back, you know, just I think it makes fans think, oh, well, then that solves everything. We just like need a guy down there to erase everything. But like those guys don't just show up. Like they're but, but, but Derek, you, you Lively, gotta... Derek Lively is playing great defense in the nba today mark williams when he's not hurt is playing very good defense in the nba today like we don't have a guy on the team who is an nba immediate the second he jumps into the nba defender so then what are we going to do defensively like you have to you have to then change it you have to come up with a scheme you have to do something you can't just like let guards continue to funnel into no. the inside you know, when when Flip is not Derek Lively or Mark Williams, nor should he be expected to be on the defensive end. So Jim, like, Rob, Jim Robinson, this is a Duke podcast. A Duke <laughs> podcast. Stop being a bozo. Read the title. Read the description. Appreciate like, can you read? Like, read the live if you don't understand that. Or you can't comprehend Monty, English. I was exactly about to say that, Monty. I have no clue why we only played like two possessions of the, it has to be because of of harrison being a, a bigger threat and and davis potentially getting hot like i agree we should have but that has to be why right if you if you go to zone you're just giving ingram the opportunity to continue to torture you which he ended up doing anyways but um i don't know yeah. why they didn't entertain it earlier in the game like just some different yeah. look like some chaos some some something different like make them move the ball a zone it would be a struggle from a rebounding perspective. I, I imagine maybe that's one of the big reasons why, because they were just, if they're getting to every ball, <laughs> like then zone is probably not going to help us in that respect, but like it could slow the pace. Maybe it would like, you just, you have to try something. <laughs> you have to like try something. I don't know. Like yeah. when things aren't going right and you go, well, let's just keep doing it because maybe it'll maybe it'll get better. 
and then it doesn't keep getting better and you go, well, I'll try zone for like two possessions. Then, all right, let's go, let's go back to what was not working already. Maybe it'll work now that we did two possessions of zone. I just like, I, I, I struggle with that. I really want to see tangible adjustment. I want to see tangible, like the Ryan, to your point, the idea of like, we can tell what the game plan was by how the team plays entering the game. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree that there was the bake out ball screen stuff, but then we went away from it so, uh, so like casually that like it makes me it makes me wonder what's going on. Like, I, yeah, that I, that and like I said earlier, the big a bigger red flag was when bake out was out and we didn't just pound it inside with flips. So like, I think there's some some questions there. Um, somebody asked a question, serious question. No one wants to talk about. Um, why did not one big from the transfer portal want to come to Duke? They did. I don't think that was the case. I, I, wait, sorry. What'd you say, Russ? I said they did want to come to Duke. Yeah. It, it, the, I don't think this was a case of Duke not winning any recruiting battles. You could maybe say it for um, Uday from Kansas, who we ended up going to what TCU. Um, but yeah. Mm, yeah. The portal, like, man. I think the team, the team is right now can can win games, but it can win. It can beat Carolina. Um, one thing I did, I just popped into my head because um, I was thinking about it for the past five minutes. What? Why have we said like all year, or even in the off season, that Duke needs to be a team that plays fast? And we run into Carolina, who's Carolina historically has played fast regardless. Of what personnel they have, yeah, and we just and we just get beat down the floor, and we can't we can't if we play at this pace that Carolina was playing today, they're gonna beat us every time. So we have to slow them down to win I, the game. I think that playing only seven players makes a big is a huge part of that. Like Flip looked gassed. I mean, like some of the guys like started to look gassed in the first half, and you saw there was that huge stretch where they sat Baycott and Davis for like four minutes or whatever it was a while yeah like they were able they were able to spell their guys more because they're it's such it's so funny because last year they didn't play their bench at all and this year no. they're willing to like bench davis and baycott for stretches because they realize if you're gonna sprint like that you have to like spell your dudes a little bit um i, I think we thought that we could run because we thought we'd be playing like nine guys I think if we're playing nine guys, we can run. If we're playing seven guys, we can't run. <laughs> and we also yeah. can't turn the ball over like that. I honestly thought that during some of the running we were doing, we were still kind of in the game at that point. Like the some of the running in the first half, we looked okay until they went on that big uh, run at the end of the first half. But again, I think that had to do with fatigue. I think that had to do with, and, and certainly a couple of the errant passes that happened. Like if you're going to play fast, you can't turn the ball over. If you're going to turn the ball over, and you can't play fast. But like also yeah. if you're going to try to win with half court, you also can't turn the ball over, you know, in in a silly way like that. Like 11 turnovers in a game like this, that's the game. I mean, like if you turn the ball over 5 times instead of 11 times, it's a very close game. But yeah. 11 turnovers, you, you can't do it. You just can't. You know, yeah. and, and and you made a good point there, Russ, about after that, that first the, the first 10 minutes were just absolutely insane. I was exhausted watching it as a fan. Like you could just yeah. tell guys. Were and we're, yeah, it was. And we're trotting out the same 
three to four guys every time. And they basically did a, a squad switch. And, and like you said, Baycott and Davis on the bench, like we have the personnel at least to, to try that in some capacity. And, and I don't know if Shire just doesn't try. Like we talked about Blake's. I think power could have done a, a few minutes there just from an offensive standpoint, keeping up at the pace. He doesn't power have to play 15 minutes. He just three to four minutes during that stretch to give the guys a breather. I don't think we were going to go down a ton based off of that, especially with Baycott and Davis on the bench. Um, and then Stewart as well, somebody who you know can run the floor as a big, who's going to dive on the ball or dive on the ground for the ball. Like I, the lack of bench play tonight, like I kind of alluded to earlier was, was concerning. And I, I just, I don't know why um, those things happen. But UNC really didn't even play their bench either. Like four minutes from Trimble. I'm tripping. I read that completely. I, I read that wrong completely. 19 minutes from Trimble. But still, I mean, Washington, Washington and Withers didn't really play. I mean, Withers played 10, 10 minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they have a, a, a deep bench. I feel like they're just they're just conditioned to run. You know, yeah. they they're taught to run from the start. And I feel like we've always of late had teams that can run, but we just don't. And this team, I felt like, is a team that we're running, especially when we have Flip at the five. Uh, obviously, before the season, I thought we were going to play Sean Stewart more, um, who's a running big specifically. He would flourish yeah. in a running system. But, you know, we we, we don't. We have, you know, Ryan is not – Ryan Young is the opposite of that. He cannot play in a running system. <laughs> yeah, but, I was getting at with the Stewart stuff, you know, it's – they, UNC having the age, UNC having age advantage there probably helps too. I mean, they've been just running up and down the court a lot more. Like freshmen and sophomores are going to hit that. I mean, the sophomores shouldn't, but like the freshmen are going to hit a wall a little bit more. Even the McCain didn't. McCain acquitted himself really well tonight. Uh, but like guys like Ryan Ingram, obviously Baycott, even Davis, um, you know, just older guys, experienced guys who've been, you know, sprinting for a while now. Yeah, the Mark the, that comment there is alluding to Mark. I I tried to to watch him more closely in the second half, but but kind of forgot to. He just seemed with Ingram and all the switching that we were doing, it seemed like we just lost Ingram. And I don't know if that was completely on Mark or not. Mark struggled to get to the rim tonight, which was kind of surprising to me, just based on what he's been able to do the past few months, actually. Now and then, going back to last year, like we just don't have he just wasn't able to to do what he's comfortable doing when he got into the paint they were they were kind of just facing him square up and he wasn't able to get up and over them like you normally would see him do so struggled there i think he finished with 11 actually but um i i don't know if 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 it was a completely bad game for mark but the fact that ingram who was his matchup dropped what he did was a little concerning in, I don't know that Mark was guarding Ingram on yeah, any of the baskets. That that's what I said. That they, they switched a lot. Like There was a lot of switching and a lot of commotion. Yes. So I'm not saying it was – like I said, it wasn't all on Mark. But the fact that, yeah, Ingram dropping, what, it was at 23. I mean, um, you, have to credit, you have to credit Hubert um, in that respect. I mean, like clearly he watched the Pittsburgh game and thought, here is a great opportunity. We can do exactly this with Harrison Ingram. Uh, because when Flip was guarding Ingram, uh, Flip like like was giving him space, which was also a bad decision on Flip's part, especially after he got hot. Uh, so it was either you're getting you've got the big man on you who doesn't want to guard you like really tight out on the perimeter, or you've got guards who will guard you tight, but you can just shoot over the top. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be stunned if Mark was guarding Harrison Ingram on any of those jump shots that he made. I, I would bet. He was guarding on zero of them. 
Yeah, yeah I'm just looking at, I think Zion, you mentioned it about, I don't know, I know you mentioned it about the whole R, let, let RJ Davis do his thing and, and guard everybody else. And that, I think you mentioned it on the debate show with UNC guys that it's exactly what Georgia Tech did. Like nobody else was in double digits against Georgia Tech. Uh, they shot very poorly and RJ did his thing. But like, it's almost like Huber watched that Pittsburgh game and came up with this game plan and it worked. And we just didn't watch the Georgia Tech game and came up with whatever game plan ours was, and it obviously didn't work. Yeah, but Georgia Tech is taller across multiple positions, right? Like, Georgia Tech has the personnel if, like, they're trying to, like, run some switches to get Ingram on a more advantageous matchup. Like, they don't have three guys who are 6'4 and shorter that they're running out there on a regular basis. You know, they like... They did have Dongo get hurt, though, right away, so they were limited there. And They did. I... Yeah, that was also just a – it was a look-ahead spot. I, I honestly don't even – like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's more so um, just, like, yeah, back to Zion's point. You watch film from this game and just think, like, there's actually something we could use here, and and we didn't seem to do that at all. So, but and, how and, about Jared McCain? Should we, we talk some positivity, maybe some Jared McCain talk? Yeah, he was great. I, the uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody put in the I've seen a couple of people say in the comments now like why are why do we sound negative I mean they're a really good team they were at home they only beat us by nine I you know we said earlier in the podcast like it's not that we lost it's the manner in which it happened right yeah. like I I think that you can be okay in a loss if you think that your team fought really hard and it just didn't go our way. Um, but like at no point, I feel like did, did it feel like we were the better team tonight? Like not even for like stretches. Um, no. And you'd like to, and you'd like it to be that, right? You'd like it to be a, a, a true back and forth the way Duke UNC tends to be where like one team is better for 20 minutes, one team's better for 19 and then it's down to the very end. And it just wasn't really that way uh, today. So, um, yeah. so that kind of stinks. Uh, um, uh, let me adjust this. Cause if I recall, nobody got the score right at all. No one was even close to the score. So get off my back, brother. Like this, this don't even make <laughs> This don't even make any sense from a standpoint. My whole my whole point of it was when I did say the score was that the rivalry tends to be very ugly basketball. The mm -hmm. rivalry usually tends to be better defense as well. So, you know, yeah, um, that didn't this this was a rare occasion where we just couldn't get a stop. Couldn't get a stop and they, they were hitting shots. Usually the lights are too bright for, for these guys that they're missing open shots even in – even in those moments, but they did it. Credit to UNC, Harrison Ingram. They still got to come back to Cameron, though. So, yeah, I I, UNC and, fan and I still like our chances uh, at home. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like I, somebody said earlier, I think it was Monty, and maybe he was trolling a little bit, saying like we're a Wednesday ACC tournament team. I don't think it's that at all. Um, again, I think we'll probably end with like five losses in conference, six. You know, somewhere in there, um, you know, like, which isn't awesome. We prefer it be less. Uh, we prefer to have won this game. Um, but I also think that this is not a like a, a boy. The season is is lost loss. It's just a very frustrating. We would hope that in this spot, the team would play like this was their championship to use some terminology we talked about earlier this season. 
And and UNC was playing like it really meant a lot to them. And I've no doubt that it did mean a lot to the guys. I'm not trying to insinuate that. But, like, again, UNC was the first to the loose balls. They were the first team to the loose balls. They were, the, like, you know, um, we didn't move the ball. We didn't pass the ball. We got beat on the glass. Um, mm. They shot the ball better. We turned the ball over more. Like, that's a lot of facets of the game. <laughs> yeah. The nice like, thing like, is like, – uh, go ahead, Zion. I was going to say, like, people are saying, oh, oh, we scored 84 points. That's, that goes back to numbers. Goes back to numbers. We didn't have a good offensive game tonight, in my opinion. We didn't – No. Just just off the turnovers alone, there was not good basketball being played. Yes, sir, I think we had some good moments. Um, I think McCain had some great moments. Um, Flip hit some tough shots tonight. I was telling Russ on Twitter – uh, Flip hit some tough shots. I, I don't think Flip was good tonight, but he had some pro level shots that yeah. we kind of we kind of look at it and be like, "That's not a great shot, but you hit it." You He's know? got that um, in his bag. We know he does. I mean, we know he does. That's why it gets frustrating um, when he plays unevenly and when he has um, big spots, you know, stretches where we need to get him the ball and let him go to work and then it just and then it doesn't pan out like we sort of really need him to be the guy that carries us through those moments that stops the opponent's run that starts our run and um yeah we sort of needed a couple of big baskets from him tonight that just didn't work out um yeah unfortunately i do think i, I do think it's not a like uh we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's tough. It, I, I know it, like Duke got dominated from start to finish, but I still don't get the sense that, like, okay, yeah, this is something to worry about come March. It's, you know, it's, come. It's, yeah, it's no, it's no more worried than we were after losing uh, to uh, – um, who was their left? Pittsburgh. I mean, it's, there's, I'm not like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not way more concerned now for this one. This one was just more like a, as a fan with the rivalry and after going to, to Virginia Tech, who isn't a great team, but going on the road and winning in Blacksburg is something we don't do very often. So you get that. And I thought coming into the night, you'd at least see some more fight, if you want to call it that. Um, and we didn't, we didn't see that. Like you said, Russ, it just, we just didn't look good while doing it. Um, um, to look forward, to look ahead a little bit, just to, laid the schedule for everybody. We got three home games in a row coming up now. We got Notre Dame, Boston College, and Wake Forest all at home. Like, 
if you want to try to right the ship and, and get things right and work on things and and do what you got to do that's probably the best case scenario for duke right now is having those three uh games in cameron coming up so uh, light at the end of the tunnel there, I would hope, but uh, winning at home apparently isn't a guarantee anymore. So, I think, we'll, I, I think we'll take care of those. I, I'm really, I do too, but yeah. I, I'm really not worried about those. If we're if we're healthy, um, you know, uh, I see. I, I wanted to go back because I, I, everyone seems just that we want to want to talk about Tyrese Proctor. I don't know what y'all want us to say. Like we said, what we said pretty much everything about Tyrese Proctor. You know, he was bad. You know, he wasn't good tonight. It's unacceptable for yeah. Tyrese Proctor to not be as aggressive um, as he's been in the past, and you know, um, not be as clean offensively. And you yeah. know, and he needs to be better. I don't know what you... <laughs> We're all saying it, and you don't think? I mean, Proctor knows this too. Like, we ain't breaking any news here. He knows that the staff knows. Like, this will be a this will be a, a learning game for him for sure. And um, yeah, I, I, people are just that's all our chat's been is Proctor, Proctor, Proctor. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, so much of it is just preseason expectation, right? Because like my my mentions throughout the entirety of the game uh, were so much flip and Proctor, so much like like brutally mean stuff about both of them, and like you know it was a bad game. I, and Proctor has not lived up to the media expectation. I'm sure to his own expectation, and getting hurt right. the way he did. Certainly didn't help. We needed more from him offensively tonight. Uh, it didn't happen. I mean, more. God, I just I keep looking at that. I keep looking at the score that UNC scored ninety three. Man, that's the defense. If we're talking about somebody said like, uh, oh, I'm not concerned about you know going forward from today. I I'm not concerned either. But the same concerns tonight are concerns that happened in other games, right? Like our inability yeah. to guard like six, eight guys who can shoot threes, right? That's something that we've seen repeatedly now. Um, I think our uh, size in certain matchups um, in terms of our backcourt size uh, has occasionally reared its ugly head. Uh, we did not have the flip two fouls early problem uh, today, but we've had that before. Um you know, uh, and then obviously the three-point defense that we have played um, in ACC play has been really bad consistently. It's been bad consistently. And the numbers, it, by the eye test, it's been bad. And by the numbers, it's been bad. Uh, so, like, I there's definitely a world in which if you are a three or a four seed, let's say, let's say we get a three seed. Let's be optimistic here. If it's a 14 seed that, like, shoots a high volume of threes and make them at like 45%, it's going to be a popular upset pick, I think. Because like we our, our three-point defense has not been good in ACC play. And it was not good again tonight. So. I, I, yeah, I, I was I was just going to say at this point, we should let these guys have a, a vent session in the comments because people are <laughs> just like going going off like, like uh, oh man, I missed, I lost the comment I was about to pull up. But yeah, yeah I basically, everyone, everyone, just put in your hot takes. Put in your hot takes, and we'll, we'll respond to them because y'all <laughs> been going on all day. I'll give you one. And this, uh, one dude oh, said man. we were hyping all, uh, we were hyping the team up in the offseason. What we, what should we not? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Who? I want to, 
I want y'all yeah. to say. I mean, the popular answer game. will be McCain or Roach, but like it's it's. I. Wait, well, what do you mean by that? Flip is not our dude. Is he not our, like our he's, best? He's not or, like our, our number one, like our number one option on offense. I think is what he's talking about. If he's if he's not, then Duke's in trouble. Like like he's yeah. got to at least be a one A one B with Roach. Like he's oh, he's he's got to be at that level, and he's shown that he can be at that level in in games. We've seen it. Um, but there have been too many games where we see uh, frustrated flip, right? Like frustrated flip, um, who wants the foul more than he wants to finish through contact. Um, we've seen that and I get that must be very frustrating. I understand that he thinks he's getting whacked. He is getting whacked and it's not getting calls, but like got to finish. I don't know. Uh, it's easy for me to say from my, my lazy boy, you know, it's easy for me to say that, but like, yeah. You know, uh, for the listeners who aren't watching, this question is: Is Duke if Duke doesn't make it past the first weekend, is the seat warm? This is also and, from noted yeah, UNC. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice about, that. I didn't even yeah, notice that. We shouldn't even highlight that man. He was going crazy today. But I think, and I'll do, I'm going to answer because because I, I had an answer. I don't, I don't think it's warm. I think he's got. I think there's next season with a uh, gentleman by the name of Cooper Flay coming in. If if we go three years in a row of not making it past the first weekend, that seat is warm as can be, especially with no one in the 2025 class right now. So anyways, um, oh, next, next, my dog agrees with you, Ryan. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think about this one, Zion? J power should be the second man off the bench. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you want. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not going to sit here and uh, critique P- we, TJ we, Power, we but I, I feel like I feel like yeah, that's true. Uh, I feel like you know it's it's going to be for the rest of the year, like it was. Caleb Foster is the sixth man, and it's either going to be Ryan Young or Sean Stewart. Should we I mean, try it'll out? Be, um, it'll be Ryan Young. It'll be Ryan Young, but sometimes it has been Sean Stewart. Two games ago, Sean Stewart. It's like a seven man. Um, I'd, I'd love. I'd love for that to happen i would love for um, that to happen uh yeah yeah forgetting like i don't even want to talk about the cooper flag season yet because there's still it, it implies that this season uh has no upside and i think it does still have upside it's just absolutely um, does yeah it's just not going the way that it should have it's 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 just behind schedule to what it should have been i think and I think that the Duke players and staff would agree with that. Yeah, this is the next one. Hot takes refs. Hot take. Oh, hot take. Ref act, refs actually made a larger impact than we are counting for tonight. I, I'll take this one just because I feel like people thought I was kind of making an excuse for for Duke tonight. Um, with the with the foul calling, I wasn't. I actually tweeted later in the game like, "We're not losing because of the refs. The refs." did make a large impact on the game, though. We cannot be oblivious to that. We cannot pretend like it didn't happen. It was both ways, though. The refs missed miss some calls on both ways. But yeah. specifically in the first half, when Duke was getting to the rim, I know Duke was definitely contact searching. But to not have one free throw in the first half, like, let's be real. But like I said, that's not the reason we lost the game today. It's not. Yeah, that- kinda, Russ, I think Russ said it last show that it was going to happen anyway. We all knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah. it's what you expect on the road. It'll it'll happen the other way in Cameron, like you know. Uh, I yeah. think that we we will be more of the benefactor of the whistle at home. That happens everywhere. Um, I think that 
Uh, it did suck being – they had, like, I think, uh, what, nine free throw attempts in the first half. We had zero. Uh, obviously, a couple of guys had two uh, fouls. Um, yeah, I, I just – I think more than anything else, it was the mental uh, – it was the mental problem early of – they drove several times into traffic, into bodies, expecting fouls, didn't get the fouls. And I think I think that made an impact more than like, the, if that makes sense. Like, I think just like mentally, when you keep expecting to get a draw a foul and you don't get it, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have played through it. They should have just played through it. But um, yeah. I yeah, got a question I, uh, and kind uh, of a statement is with so... <clears throat> Marcus put this up, and then before that, we had this. Um, and it, it made me wonder, we talked about <clears throat> flip taking uh, being a part of a lot of the high ball screens. How much of an impact do you guys think that Mark Mitchell's shooting struggles are actually uh, making or like having this team realize? Because the fact that it's flip always doing these high ball screens, Mark isn't setting a lot of these at the top of the, at top of the key. When if he was a shooting threat and he did that, it makes a huge difference where flip gets to play on the post more often than he is right now. Do you, do you think that'd make any difference or – uh, Mark not shoot. I mean, obviously Mark not shooting like he did last year is a huge difference, but what I'm saying as far as schematically goes, like Mark could be doing a lot of the ball screens, but he's not a threat outside right now. And it's making a, a big impact on the rest of the offense. Yeah. I, it, it changes everything. <laughs> like there's no way around it, but you know, it changes everything. Uh, a lot of the best stuff that we have done this year, uh, has been, you know, Proctor Mitchell or Roach Mitchell, you know, pick and roll action. Uh, where Flip yeah. is kind of the one spacing the floor. I think there. I, I think some of our best games we've we've run some of that action. I don't know that we did that at all tonight that I could see. I mean, maybe like once. Um, but that could have been interesting, especially given the fact that if Flip is on the outside, I mean, I it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're we're also like getting in into the weeds with it to some extent. But yes, like I, you've got to. Uh, You've got to have Mark make threes in order to optimize flip. And yeah, if Mark's absolutely. not, but then Mark has also been our most consistent player defensively uh, and makes a huge impact on the floor. So you can't not play him because we don't have any, that's where like the personnel question comes in again, right? We don't have a guy that size who can make threes and space the floor for flip. So then what do you do? You play more guards. Well, now you can't guard guys of that size. Right. It's a per, it, it becomes a personnel thing, which also is stupid to say when you have a nonstop sea of five star guys. But like it's also a practical reality, like, you know, guys are of certain size and certain skill and they need to combine together well. And, you know, we've we've got a little bit of issue in that respect. I like this one. I like I like this hot take because I, I was actually thinking it in my head just now. Um if we should play, well, for the listeners, it says, I take flip should play off the guards, not play through flip a lot. I like flip some, but guards first. Ultimately, in college basketball, you win based off your guard play. Um, I think we've seen that with all teams. I think we see that now with the best team in the country, without a doubt, UConn. Their guard play is what drives them. Um, they're a plethora of guards. Um, I do feel like we can play, like I said, a little bit more through McCain, um, run some more sets for him, actually let him create a little bit off the ball too. I mean, on the ball, Roach, run more sets for Roach. 
Roach is like Roach has gotten to that point where I feel like whatever he shoots the ball is going in. Yeah, um, I agree. So, you know, when we ran I think we ran him off a pin down early and he got to the mid range and hit that shot. I was like, yo, we could do that at all game, but we're not going to because we have to get flipped the ball too. So I personally feel like we we should start playing through our guards more offensively and then let Fit get his own off of that. I mean, I'd I'd like to agree with that in principle, but, um, you know, like Flip is probably our second best passer. You know, like McCain, uh, McCain's creation for other players right now is more, you know, like in, in theory than an execution. I know to some extent that's because of what he's asked to do, but it's also true. Uh, Roach is, I think, good for you know like a second guard uh in terms of of moving the ball foster i think is kind of fine in that respect too but you know when when the offense is hummed at its most it's generally when flip has the ball in the post and kicks out two guards like we have seen so many games where flip is on the block or at the mid post and he surveys uh and kicks out to open shooters it's a big reason why our assist rate for the season is high and our three-point percentage for the season is high. We just didn't do any of that today. You know, it's hard to do that till today, Russ, when they're guarding Flip one-on-one in the post. So they're not bringing help and they're just letting Flip yeah. go up against Baycott. Baycott is building a wall against him. Yeah. You know, it led to, you know, the fadeaway jumpers or off-balance shots. So well, we yeah, didn't, not every, we didn't not every try, team is going to help. Try it when Washington and Withers were in the game. We didn't even yeah. attempt it. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, I think that I, was fair for for when he was on the bench. Yeah, that was. But instead, we were just like giving it to him at the top of the key. Um, yeah, I also see Mark in the comments says UConn uses the portal and John does not. Look, I think Duke fans are right to be concerned that like the portal might not yield you know riches but i don't think it's a i don't think it's a john problem no, i think and I, I think um, i think it, if this coming year it doesn't matter how this coming year goes but how this year ends i think going forward you'll see a strategy shift in recruiting to not not a full emphasis on the portal but the fact that we don't have not that i'd expect a 2025 commit right now but not even like a uh somebody who you'd say is a surefire lock even the boozer twins like are they're in 2025 and they're definitely not a lock so it's like we're showing a lot of interesting guys i just think that uh going forward that might be the fact that we don't have anybody of of uh committed or um <clears throat> of solid intel that they're that they're a duke lean for 2025 for me um makes it seem like we'll go for the portal a little bit more but i think the portal is for duke uh fool's gold because i i think that we I think we think that Duke will just admit guys. And like, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that that's the case. I think in the same way that like Michigan has had some issues, like they had Terrence Shannon committed and then he didn't qualify. Caleb Love was going to go there, didn't qualify. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Duke have similar issues because the admins value very, very strongly. Um, 
I mean, a lot of freshmen in. I don't know what it got into too. Yeah, but I think it's easier. I think it's easier when it's freshmen and it's like high school credits versus when it's a collegiate credits and and GPA um, transferring. I I feel like that's more difficult. Um, I like. You know, yeah, Ryan, but Ryan Young went to Northwestern, which is a great, you know, like, and then there was Stanford and there, right? Like yeah. there are, there are places that we've looked for transfers that are of a very high academic standing, generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking. Um, and I know this that we've man, had, this that. man is my biggest hater right here. I didn't even give a take. I literally just said, there's a chance we go into the portal in a couple of years. My number one hater, man. I appreciate <laughs> you, Sean. This guy hating on you too. We don't know who this guy is. They, they cousins. That's Duke basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't to Duke basketball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. no, I, I do feel like, um, yes, the portal, People, people kind of falling into like the portal is good when you're getting someone that fits your system. It's not it, like you can't just you can't just hope to get you know like there was the Deron Holmes talk. People were dying for Deron Holmes. Oh, Deron Holmes yeah. coming to Duke. Like those people are just not like I get it. They're all time players, like all time you know transfers for us. But like it's not, it's not, is those are not like consistently going to come to Duke. It's just not going to happen. We have too much talent that comes in from um, the freshman class we have, the talent we already have here. So, yeah. like, you can't expect to go get those people. So, and Theo Johns, you can't even expect to get Theo Johns. Theo Johns, oh man, a sacrifice, sacrifice to uh, sacrifice his career to complete Duke because he could have started in what, yeah all the other forty other programs in the country. Yes. He came to Duke to back up Mark Williams and Paolo Bancaro, like two first round lottery picks like that. Cause he wanted, cause he wanted a degree from, he wanted a degree from Duke and he had, uh, you know, the academic standing to get into Duke. And so he thought I can contend for a title and, uh, you know, pursue, you know, off courts, you know, th- things of interest to me academically. I, yeah. I completely agree. I, I think that that's why John has said so much that what he wants to do is have player continuity because then it's guys who come in and then, you know, it's the whole get old, stay old thing. I I think that's just a lot easier said than done. But I, I don't know that the portal is just going to easily like yeah. open its doors and every every offseason, any guy that goes into the portal, every Duke fan is like, hey, we could use him. Blue Devil. Blue, that more, that Squidward mean. Blue Devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Blue Devil. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason why, like, Blue Devil is not uh, is not a meme that we see very often. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like, I I just don't think that that's anything. And I think a lot of the players who might be those huge impact, like, could be a star right away, guys they're generally not going to do the Theo John route and come here to be like the third or fourth option. They're going to go to a school where they're featured, where they are getting the top NIL package. And, you know, it's just, it's just going to be tough. So I think they got to build, build from within. Oh man. Who wants to take this one? Marcus says hot take Mitchell Proctor and McCain should come back next year. I think should versus. Yeah. Should versus will are a big difference. Those are two different things. I, but also should in terms of 
should they come back because they can improve their standing? Um, probably. Should they come back in terms of like there's no chance that you know they could get drafted? Like I don't think that that's true necessarily. There's also a lot of season left, um, yeah, especially for fun. somebody like Proctor. Uh, certainly for somebody like McCain. I think Mark is the one that's going to have the really interesting decision because no chance, in my opinion. No chance he, uh, no, not in that he comes back, but I, I mean, oh, I don't does even, he transfer. Yeah. I, I, someone does say it. Whether, whether college versus NBA is the choice that I think he would have, because I think it would be very hard for him without shooting threes to get on uh, an NBA court with consistency, unless you are like one of the best rebounders on the floor at absolute all times, which while Mark is very good at that, he is not at like a Jared Vanderbilt type level, you know, uh, in that respect. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Did somebody just get tossed in this Kentucky game, by the way? I know we're just, I know yeah, Scott, I, Drew, Scott Drew got tossed in the Baylor. Oh, take. Bradshaw might. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but like Proctor, I don't know with Proctor what the situation would be other than, you know, again, improving the shot. Improving the shot would certainly be something. And then McCain, I think for McCain, the reason to come back would be just the obscene NIL that you can make here that unless you're a – like lottery pick, um, you know, coming back, collecting NIL. It's just really hard for guards of his size to get like uh, those rookie extension, those second contract type of deals. Um, so, you know, maximizing while here, while also trying to play yourself into lottery uh, position, which you could definitely do with somebody like a Cooper flag um, is a consideration that I'm sure he'll think about, but I also think McCain's been great. And I think that Proctor is a guy that somebody might swing on just do on due to potential and maybe even Mark the same, but the Mark lack of jumper is a real, is a real yeah. problem. Y'all yeah. better, y'all better get on your knees and pray every night that Jerry McCain is a blue devil next year. Every night. I would love that. He'd be, I genuinely think he'd be in a preseason all American. I don't even want to talk about preseason all American no more. <laughs> yeah, we have a bad record with yeah, the uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're like Cooper Flag. Yeah, that's the only one I want to tell the preseason yeah. all American. Yeah, he'll be a preseason all American. <laughs> uh, that's also but true. I I've seen something. Oh man, uh, Mr. 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 Were there others oh, yeah, this year? Do you guys have hope? Still have hope? Yeah, I think we pretty much said all of us. Absolutely, do. Yeah, yeah. This this is not. I know. Oh, let me address this as well because I I've been hearing this from the weeds from from other people's you know content uh, (laughs) that we're too we're just a negative you know podcast or whatever and Zion is just a negative Nancy. Um, I don't know where I got that from because like y'all realize when I watch these games, I actually have no reaction like. I'm trained now just to not react while watching games. So nothing is coming from emotion. I just say what it is most of the times. But I guess people think I'm negative. But yeah, um I think I think everyone kind of has the same sentiment here that, you know, tonight doesn't although it's a loss on the record and you know would have been a good win for us, I don't think it, it's the end of the world. Like I think we'll move on fine from this. I think yeah. it'll be a very good learning experience, at least for the, yeah. the guys in a big moment. And, you know, they'll take this and use it to adjust for the next matchup. 
Yeah, I think that we have all the pieces there to do well and get on a run. It's just more, uh, I I think that a fan should be able to say, hey, here are the problems without uh, that being perceived as uh, unfair criticism or emotional criticism. Uh, I, I think it's called being a good fan. Like you'll also never catch us on here saying, Proctor sucks. Flip sucks. Uh, fire on Shire. Like we're we're not we're not reactionary in that respect, but we're also not reactionary in the everything is fine at all times, and you should never say a single critical word about the way your team has played or responded to situations. So, you know, uh, I, I, Zion is a negative Nancy, but just not as it pertains to Duke basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you said you should have sent me before the show. I was actually fuming at this Ryan Loman asking me for the link, bro. Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was pissed off. I, I, that's that's why I actually started the show like on on low. It wasn't because of the game. I was like, y'all asking me. Right. The, I was. I was scrambling trying to get the stuff together for the show. Committing the crime of asking for the link for the show. It wasn't even like, I I just didn't know if it was sent previously in the day. Like, it wasn't even, anyway. I knew what I was doing, too, but I couldn't ask it in a nicer, I couldn't ask it in any nicer of a way than I did, either. Nah, you can, bro. No, but for real, I just want to bring people back to last season. Literally, February 6th of last year, we got beat by Miami, 81 to 59. Following week, we got beat by Virginia, uh, lost two in a row last February, and then that's when we went on our run and had a great end of the season. So I, I don't think anybody from a Duke fan standpoint should be giving up hope. I get it, it's two different teams, but like a lot of season left, a lot of games we played. This, this Duke team still has the personnel, I think, to make a run. Um, it's just putting the pieces together. That team did yeah. not have uh, the losses that we have. I'm just saying, let me just be glass half full, Russ, okay? We're trying to be a positive podcast to end this. Uh, But, yeah, there's still hope. I'm just saying that's what – if you want to hold out hope, like Duke teams have made crazier runs and and college basketball teams have made crazier runs and with a lot less talent than what we have. So, um, yeah, I I still have hope for us in, in the rest of February and March. You got to get hot, and you got to and you got to show some interesting looks. I mean, like I think that's the thing that we look for more than anything else, and that and that certainly has become a bit of a talking point for me repeatedly. Is just like I want to see if we've got versatility on the on the roster and versatile players. I want to see some versatile like things from a scheme perspective. I want to see right. you know some some varied looks because the more varied the looks are with the talent that we have, it's going to be so much harder to prepare for. Um, So I I think it's fine to be a little concerned, you know, throughout, especially given the resume that we have and and the impact that resume will have on seeding. Um, Yeah. Yeah. At this point though, I, I, I do, at least for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident in this team because I think we have enough guard play to make a run. Although, you know, we didn't see Tyrese play. Uh, Tyrese played well tonight. I think you know if we if we just hit the stride at the right point, then this team could become very dangerous. But you know, obviously we can't guarantee that. But I think there's there's still plenty of time to to start clicking. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also, I mean, like Proctor's shooting has, even though tonight sucked. Uh, you know, his shooting has been better in ACC plays, hitting 42% of his threes in ACC play, even including 
tonight, although I don't think he took a three tonight. That probably <laughs> that probably plays a role in that. Um, yeah, guards make March, right? And we've got really good guards. And I think we'll have good guards uh, this year, and we'll, we'll have good guards next year too, you know? Nope. Where is this? Where are we getting? We yo yo. Literally <laughs> just said he did not play well. That like people are so emotional they don't listen, man. It's unreal. Like nobody said Tyrese played well, bro. Come on, man. I do. In my tweet about his defense, I literally said in the same tweet that it was a bad offensive game from him, and people all the mentions uh, were like, "Yeah, but talk about his offense." I did, dude. It was in the tweet that you're responding to. Like, I, I got to remember that for the next GNC game. If it's not like going our way for whatever reason, like I just can't even be looking at the replies, man. The replies are batshit crazy uh, during a Duke UNC loss. Yeah, too much going on to be looking at no at, at replies and during the game. Can't be doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think I think I think we're good, man. I think we're you know it's a lot. It's still a lot of games to be played, so I'm not tripping. Shout out to, to Jeremy Kino because I really did want a big, big game from him tonight. Oh, yeah. Just for the fact of how social media has treated him and just how, you know, he's yeah. been treated all season. That kid, that kid, he's special, man. He, he's really special. Um, so, you know, I, I was proud of the way he played tonight. But nothing, nothing to be alarmed about, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, and he'll get better. Um, Roach will be Roach. Foster will hopefully continue to get better. Look at this clown, man. Look at this clown. Uh, well, we, we already talked about it. We uh, already talked about it. You got your score wrong, too, buddy. So, like, he, got, he got guff from it. Uh, <laughs> who, who had 93? Who had 93 to 84? Nobody, buddy. Um, and nobody expected Duke to play this bad defensively as they did and turn the ball over at this rate and not be able to go that's, transition. That's the big one. Whatsoever. The turnovers I was stunned by. Yeah, yeah. So because UNC hadn't uh, committed, UNC I think coming into this game, like they don't force turnovers at all. Like in ACC play, I think they were like last in the ACC. Jacob can correct me on this, but like they were last or close to last in the ACC in forcing turnovers. And Duke was obviously one of the best teams in the ACC in terms of not turning the ball over. You know, it was just kind of a like the the phrase that comes to mind is pants shitting. <laughs> like it was just. Yeah. Yeah, like just yeah. bad passes in dumb spots. And then Ryan Young having his, you know, traditional like a turnover or two in, in the paint. And, uh, you know, God damn, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. We, we, what's, the, what's the next game? I don't even, is that, I don't Notre even know Dame. the games after this. When is Notre it? Dame. Notre Dame is Wednesday. And then Boston College is the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Boston College. Yeah. I mean, Not hey, <laughs> Do we I know he bills. I, got, I got my doubled up my mortgage for the first time this season. <laughs> yeah, good work. You want it back. Oh, you want man. it back. I'd rather oh, lose man. my mortgage. You know, oh, man. Hey, man, yeah. it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, I guess Appreciate everybody I, tuning in, though. Yeah. Will we be back next week for those games, though? That's Notre Dame and Boston College. Maybe we do an audio only. There you go. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or if you good. or if you think your special guest Zion would want to do a uh, post win uh, show um, yeah. next week, knock on wood would be a time for that. Yeah. So for, for actually just to tell everybody, give every we would have had two guests on tonight if if it were in a perfect world. 
um, a past and a future play. But, you know, we'll figure out when to do that. Maybe we do it before a big game. I don't think we need to do it for them Boston College games because, you know, no. what it is. But unless we lose randomly, but we won't need them for that. But, you know, uh, I think we'll bring them on at some point. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah. We, appre- we appreciate y'all. Subscribe. You know, you know the deal. Subscribe for listening. Oh, home field. Yo, yo. Oh, we got to get got to that plug real quick. Let's do that plug real quick. Yeah. Yeah, wait a little up. I got my new uh I got my new home field shirt on. Check that out. From the new yeah. drop. Let's go. They got gear, man. They got some fire new gear that if you use that code, crazy. Use that code. Hey, USC fans watching, you could you could use the code too and get UNC gear, you know? Just C-R-A-Z-I-E. C-R-A-Z-I-E. Fifteen percent off your order. Yeah, come on now. You could do that. You could do that, you know. And that's our gift for you for your win. Um and everybody wins, you know. Um, but subscribe to the podcast for sure. All platforms. Like this video, even the UNC fans hating in here. Victory lapping, like this video, you know. Um, we'll be back at the end of the season one when we kick kick your ass on camera. Just clip that, <laughs> clip that, clip that. Um when we kick your ass on camera. But we appreciate y'all for tuning in and we'll talk to you later. Peace.